0: Hello. Oh, well, hello there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, round, round three, take three. Uh, welcome, everybody, to Warrior Woman. This edition is going to be my first edition of Cocktails and Conversations. I'm coming straight out of Rookie Town and uh, recording long distance for the first time. With my two best ladies, my two best ladies, Miss Melissa Jimenez and Miss Madeline Santiago. Can you say hello, ladies? Hello. Hello. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: (laughs) So uh, let me ask you, first of all, um, before we really start getting into this, did you guys hear that groovy music when I was trying to connect with you guys? Does it play on your end, too? No. No. Oh, my God. It was like, you need to like play it at the studio, Melissa. It was like, it was all chill and <laughs> like relaxed. No, was- it went from
2: like silent to your voice. Hello.
0: Oh. <laughs> it was so much cooler on my end. I was like, oh, my God, this is so like getting me groovy and chill and like in the mood to do this. And then you guys were just there.
1: <laughs> well, Lord, what are you drinking?
0: All right. So cheers. Cocktails and conversations. Cheers. Welcome. Welcome. Cheers. So I'm drinking a little bit of the brown. Got myself some crown tonight. What are you girls drinking? We're, well, we're, what are well. we not drinking?
2: <laughs> we started
0: with tequila,
2: and we worked our way to red wine. Probably not the best com- combination, but we're doing all. But right. we're happy. We're yeah,
0: doing- it'll get you. It'll get you where I want you to be, girls.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I never get to sit in the same room with you guys, so I feel like this is like a super treat. You know, like oh. this is like we're out, but we're I really know. in our pajamas,
0: which is well. which is semi lame but semi amazing that we have this technology. I'll
1: take amazing. (laughs) I know.
0: (laughs) Sometimes you got to embrace the weird though. (laughs) Yes, you do. Exactly. So cocktails and conversation is an idea that I've had, right? Because you guys know, I recently started this warrior woman podcast and, you know, I want to inspire women and I want to encourage women and stuff. But at the same time, you guys know, you've been my friends for the longest. You were my two closest friends. And you know that there's another side of me that's like, you know, crazy and witty and random. And I- I wanted like that side of me to be shown and who better to bring it out of me than my two besties. Brings me back to the days
2: when you were able to
0: (laughs) have a drink and
2: go out and have great conversation when you were in Jersey. Yes, yes. So now you're in Florida with children. Yeah. (laughs) And unable to have conversations with cocktails with us. Uh, But now thanks to
0: technology, you can do that. The tone you just put on that completely reaffirmed how lame my life really is. (laughs) i i can read between the lines girl
1: (laughs) the fine lines
0: that's right (laughs) plug
1: um
0: well first of all i'm so happy to be here with you guys i miss you madly um no pun intended on the name madeline (laughs) (laughs) but uh this is awesome that we can do this you know and record like this like i'm here in florida you guys are up in in jersey my homeland my home state um so again i want for my first cocktails and conversation episode because melissa and i have been friends since kindergarten going all the way back to kindergarten miss rosario is when i met melissa and we have been friends pretty much literally ever since and madeline madeline and i uh, apparently took a stab at it in middle school which we'll get into a little bit and that didn't work out so well so then we reunited um as freshmen in high school so uh, tell Madeline tell everybody like how we met in middle school what was your experience with me <laughs> well the first time I approached you you were this kid sitting at a
2: bench all by yourself in the cafeteria with you with your long bangs which I love so much and I miss your bangs <laughs> <laughs>
0: my bangs Which, should have had a for all the, the audience
2: book. she had these bangs as she was covering her unibrow This way <laughs> before the threading days <laughs> oh thank god for threading i love you before she was I a warrior <laughs> and I, I really approached her because she was sitting by herself and i was wanted to i wanted to make friends with her and she totally threw me off she was such <laughs> a bitch to me you should have heard her and she was like what are you doing here and i was like i was just uh, trying to say uh, hello <laughs> Walked away and I never approached you again. So then, okay,
0: (laughs) which like explains my awkwardness. And let me let me just say, throwing out that warrior woman comment there too, right? So I, who did Selma Hayek play in that movie where she had the unibrow? Oh yeah, oh yeah, Frida. Frida. That's right, Frida. So that was my that was my Frida day. (laughs) Before I okay. But you covered it with beautiful bangs, which I still miss. Oh God, stop! You know my bangs. I'm like I said, my bangs should have had a place in the yearbook. They were so I didn't realize until later in life how infamous my bangs really were. Seriously, they really so were. I really. came back like bangless after I went to um, Kane when I started there when I was a freshman in college, and yeah. when I came back bangless, it was like
1: what? Like where did your bangs go? And I was like, yeah, bang-less. I remember seeing you without bangs for the first time, and I was like, Lauren's all grown up now.
0: Yeah,
2: she's right. got right. There, <laughs> no bangs. No, but what I do want to talk about can we just quickly mention? The process of her bangs. There was a whole yes. process.
0: There. Yes, that's
2: too much work.
0: I can't deal with that. It was well. Listen, we can't all have amazing, gorgeous, curly, flowing, amazing hair like <laughs> Madeline. <laughs> so for the awkward Italian girl who's like <laughs> has so much of it, she doesn't know what the hell to do with it. I had to. I had to do these terrible bangs. My off. yes, my problem with hair and all things style. Back then is well, probably even now. When I found something I liked, like now it's tights, I can't
1: let go of tights. But <laughs>
0: back then, it was the bangs and the damn bandanas. And I was, once, that, was that. that was my
1: thing. Your bandana man.
0: Yeah, I was like
1: my- right hand man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I had one in like every color, so I, would I probably know. wore the same damn outfit 70 oh, times. But uh, <laughs> the the bandana was always swapping.
1: And you
0: played it <laughs> off very well. You pulled it off. You pulled it off. <laughs> So Melissa and I, we don't have quite the uh, scandalous background because we met in kindergarten. So how much damn scandal could there have been? But first day, and like I...
1: first day of kindergarten. Yes.
0: I think. Oh yes, yeah. I I completely remember. But I um... do too. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I think you even had bangs in kindergarten. <laughs> I'm sure, girl. I had a mullet. That's how dated. I had a too. <laughs> That's That's
2: what happened <laughs> with lazy Puerto Rican parents. Don't want to comb the knots out of your hair. They just cut it off. The whole thing. <laughs>
0: oh my god um so in in fresh we were freshmen madeline and i in home economics class which i said before when we were making our first attempt at this podcast i don't even know if they call it home ec if they still have that damn class but so we were in that class together and we each had good friends at the time who had (laughs) ex-boyfriends and so we kind of became and we were enemies like we were frenemies becoming yeah we ended up becoming best friends from being enemies so Anyway, that's our background and uh, once upon a time and now we're all one of the things that I really love about you guys and why you guys, I think we've been friends for so long is because we can have like a lot of time apart, but no matter what, we always come back to the same place. We can always pick up right where we left off and it's like nothing has changed, even though so much has changed. I know. Totally. I mean, Melissa has a daughter now. I have two sons now. Madeline has the most amazing life and me and Melissa hate her now. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I'm so jealous. I'm so damn jealous.
0: Madeline has a little something called freedom. For freedom. freedom.
2: That is right. Freedom. Embrace the free, and,
0: embrace and the free. I'll, I'll
2: call Melissa. I'm like, what are you doing tonight? She's like, oh, I'm nothing. I'm just going to put Abby in bed. What are you doing? I'm like, I'm going into the city and having dinner <laughs> and meeting up with some friends and maybe go to a nightclub
1: yeah, there's that other thing that I don't know about which is time?
0: Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> She's like girl. I, I love
0: can- all of our acapella um, <laughs> yes. a cappella tonight. yeah. That's
1: the tequila F- talking. Girlfriend.
0: I know, right? I know. Look, and my voice is terrible, so I'm sorry that you guys have to hear this. Um but uh, yeah, so time and and freedom. So this is um this is why we we love you so much, Madeline. I know. You, you remind us of what could have been. <laughs>
1: Back it's
2: funny because I feel like my search has been marriage, kids. And I'm like, wait a minute. After hearing you girls talk, I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, it's like business so bad. Yeah.
1: Your oh, my God. Listen, so I know good. it's so valuable. All I I know is
0: is, is that when people are like, Oh, they'll take care of you when they're old, I'm like, you know what? I only am three years into the motherhood game and I'm like, You better take care of me when I'm old, damn it. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) I'll take
2: care of you when you're old as long as you promise to take care of me. (laughs) You know what? I'm gonna have to start scouting people to take care of me. Listen, you know we're gonna be taking care of Madeline when she's
0: old. I know, know and I'm fine with that. Can we please just golden girl it? Because I've talked about this, I've become like pretty good friends with um the most amazing caregiver that I have for Dawkin. And we joke about this all the time, like starting this girl commune, because we get to a point in life where really, I mean, honestly, I would just live with you guys and (laughs) forego the whole male partner. Like, there'll be no empty nest syndrome for me when my kids are old and out. I'm going to be like out on the town. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Listen, I have the luxury.
2: I spoil the crap out of my nieces because I hope that one day... They're going to change my dispense (laughs) when the time comes.
0: (laughs) You know what? This is TMI. Okay. Speaking of depends, right? So somebody gave me (laughs) a box of them like (laughs) post-pregnancy. Oh my my goodness. (laughs) Okay. I don't need to paint any pictures here, but so here's the funny thing, right? So Ryan and I are decluttering our house to try to like prepare for a potential move. So I found the damn box of depends. And can I just tell you those things come in handy when you're packing glasses and stuff. Listen,
2: it they, works they for do. that astronaut woman who tried to who tried to commit who tried to kill her uh,
1: her other astronaut man. Oh, remember oh. That? I used no. no I don't remember. I that. Oh my god. Okay. But but I have used them for, for dog issues. Oh, <laughs>
0: okay. that's right, All Apollo. Right. <laughs> yeah. Listen, and depends is not paying us for this, uh for this. No. Club, really way. not. No, we're not. No. You know um, what? Who needs to wear dispense? Teachers. They can't
2: just leave the classroom when they want to. <laughs> I would love oh, a pair.
0: That's terrible. <laughs> that's what's terrible. up with that? Like, do you have to sign a bathroom pass too? I mean, remember when we had to do that in high school? Yeah. To yeah. Out yeah to I go to the- teachers to can't do that. that. I can't just walk
1: out and leave these kids, these wild animals in a well, classroom. half of the time our teachers would always think like back in where, like how we grew up, like people were like going to the bathroom, but like either you were going to the bathroom to like watch a fight be part oh of a fight yes. or leave school, <laughs> right? Yeah, so they made you sign out to go to the bathroom because they were like, "Wait, are you really going to the bathroom? I know. Or are you gonna go start a fight? Those are your world. I was that. not like that. No, I was the like block. Such
2: a teacher's pet. I made sure that I was in class on time and did everything that I possibly had to do to earn the
1: best score. Oh God, <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was no fun. That's why we weren't really friends. <laughs> I was
2: boring. I uh, Lauren, Lauren tolerated <laughs> me. I was very boring. I oh
0: my god, you're you were. Are oh, wait, who's having fun now? You were oh, like totally my date. I know that's He's right. Not
2: boring anymore. All oh, right, that's
0: three sixty or 180 180 right there.
1: <laughs> who's laughing uh, now? Cheers! Know,
0: Cheers! <laughs> <laughs> Cheers! Um. Anyway, yeah, but do you remember when we had to take the block to the bathroom? Did you have the block, Madeline? Yeah, we we had that block, and it had the room. That came Wait, is of... that East Dover? That no, must have been. Was... I don't know. It was the no. block that had yeah, the room it number. It was East Dover. East Dover. You guys were ghetto.
2: North Dover was the country club. Are you kidding?
0: <laughs> oh my! You know what? Listen, that's no joke. So anyway, it's funny. Okay, this is perfect segue. Perfect segue because one of the reasons I really wanted to get together with you guys to have this podcast because with all the crazy going on in the world cocktails and conversations are so necessary, but I really wanted to talk about remembering your roots. Remember where you come from, you know, knowing who you are, how it shapes you as an adult. So we all grew up in Dover, obviously Dover is a little town in New Jersey that somehow had this huge impact on Morris County. Cheers. (laughs) Like, did we not, no matter where we went, people knew Dover and it was this little town and it was, we had the worst reputation. I mean, we did remember going to football games and everybody thought Dover, it was going to be a fight. It was going to be some terribleness. It was going to be some, you know, crazy, whatever. And it's crazy to me now because when I think about it, I'm so, it wasn't until I moved to areas where there was actually predominantly one race of people like Dover was such a melting pot that it wasn't until I, I moved around a little bit and ended up being in places where it was majority one race and i realized yeah. then oh my gosh like where we grew up was so crazy but so <coughs> amazing because we really grew up in a world where you really didn't have to see color. Oh no. so
2: true. I remember there was a point where we were all in high school and there was like a big group of us and we were like oh there's two of us from Puerto Rico, one was Colombian, one was Ecuadorian, one was Brazilian. You were the Italian. There was a (laughs) Czechoslovakian. And I'm like, this is great. Like, we understood each other's cultures. We got to know each other's cultures. And we accepted each other's cultures. And it was sort of very natural to all of us. Yeah. yeah.
1: I remember also being like, there were like a handful of white kids. You know, Mm -hmm. like, and I I mean, you know, Caucasian. um, I don't mean to sound like any kind of way. But I just remember like, you know, that's what back then that's what we would just call it you know like that's what we would refer to everybody and it was yeah. like you know the american kids were th- there was just a handful of them there was I know. just like literally they were from like, mine hill yeah yeah, yeah from a, a so that wasn't
0: even till middle school though right
1: kids in yeah yes. because it wasn't like i mean the m- minority were the Americans you know like we didn't go to a high school where like everybody was white you know like yeah we went to the high school where everybody came from like a a different color and if you were white you stood out but we were all Americans because we were all born here right and that's what was so weird because it was like you know we're all you know we're all culturally diverse but we hold this one like same thing in common so we were you know I mean Nobody really saw anybody as, like, black or white or orange or green or whatever. No, I saw people as whatever. people. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, really, for the most part. I mean, I know that there were some moments when we were growing up where there was, remember the football field when it was, like, a bunch of the Spanish guys were going to fight a bunch of the black guys. you guys remember that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, like, my first experience with real life, like, race war.
2: <laughs> it's funny it the- because,
0: go ahead. It wasn't even anything. I mean, I don't even remember what that was over. And then everybody was cool like a couple weeks later and it was like nothing. But it's funny that you brought that up too, Melissa, because even in elementary school, like getting back to the white kids that came from Mine Hill. So for for me and Melissa and for you too, Madeline, that wasn't even until middle school. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the crazy thing is, is as a kid, I don't ever remember feeling like, oh my God, I'm one of the only white people. I don't ever remember feeling like that. And I think that really speaks to the fact that we were all just kids together yeah. and it, it didn't really matter, you know? Yeah. No, it didn't. It didn't. I mean, we had Sophia. She was Greek. We had Glaucia. She right. was Brazilian. Mm-hmm. We had- um, Karen, who was Ecuadorian. Karen, yeah. who's Ecuadorian. We had Asian kids. We had um, Indian Paula, kids. Paula, was Colombian. Colombian, Ecuador, all of it. I mean, really, it's so crazy. And it really was not until I went to, to college, my freshman year. And there were um, like different cultural- sororities and stuff and i remember these girls came up to me and they thought i was spanish and when they told <laughs> that i was white they told me i couldn't be in the sorority oh. and i was like what, what?
1: <laughs> i felt yes. like I was like wait but my best friend's puerto rican like what do you mean <laughs> like i'm half puerto rican i eat rice and greens like every day i know You're i mean it's crazy Lorena like yes my
0: house. <laughs> You're i know Lorena. my alter ego um like even in Italian class, Miss Batone, she called me. Uh, what the hell did she call me? Laurina.
2: Laurina. Ooh, I like that. My mother's yeah. like, "How's little nina?
0: How <laughs> is she doing today?"
2: I'm like she's got I two know. kids. She's doing she's, fantastic. She's Dude, and
0: then, and then the Lorellis next door. Um, they called me Lauda because they had an aunt Lauda, and they said that yeah. that was Lauren in Spanish. They were from Spain. They were from Spain. Yeah. Yep. So I, I guess I should say Hispanian, but um. But yeah, so crazy. And I remember as a kid growing up next door to them, they used to have these crazy picnics. And um, they used to do this thing with beer and Coca-Cola. And it probably sounds disgusting, but I remember it being really good.
2: <laughs> no, remember my mom dated this guy from, um, he was from Uruguay. And he drank oh, yes. red wine with beer. Yeah. Oh my well, not, God. Red wine with Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Yeah. And you were brave enough to try it. I refused Blech. to do that.
0: You were like yeah.
1: it was actually really good. It is. They no, do that. I can't. They do that I can't be down with that yeah. now. But that's well, crazy. They do it in Australia too, Daniel.
0: <laughs> no. Really? Yeah, Damn, they do. A funky combination. That was like
1: the drink the drinks when I was there. It was like, it was like wine and cola. Damn. Because it waters and you could you know, I mean. You could use like cheap wine, and I'm like, sugar <laughs> counting. I don't need that much sugar. I know, right?
0: Listen, it's kind of right. like a Red Bull vodka though, because your wine is probably going to mellow you and chill you, and then your Coca Cola, you know, you want to party, so you you gotta, get that, yep. gotta get that. Gotta get that Coca Cola. Coca Cola. Red Bull vodka. Those were the good days. Oh my. God. Oh God, what the hell? I can't the- even smell a Red Bull. Like, forget it. I don't <laughs> even want to rehash those memories. Like the time I threw up in your car. Oh (laughs) my god. That was the worst night. That was the worst. So here I was, right? Okay. I don't know how you still became you still stayed in the time. Girl, so many things. So many things. You don't come back from that. Listen, (laughs) I had just gotten a new car and I thought it was the shit because I had a a Honda Accord, a two-door Honda Accord, and it had leather seats. Okay. I was wearing this brand new, gorgeous um BB. White winter white coat with real rabbit fur. Sorry, Peta, I was wearing real rabbit fur. At the time. <laughs> um, yeah, real rabbit. I was. I felt like okay. I had this amazing coat and it was winter, and I had this amazing car, and we're driving back from the city. And uh, Matt, I was like, "Are you gonna be sick? Are you gonna be sick?" And you were like, "No, I'm fine. No, I'm fine." And then it <laughs> happened, <laughs> and you somehow managed. You held a McDonald's bag because we always went to McDonald's right, <laughs> right after. Home. And you held the McDonald's bag. And I remember, obviously, I was the designated driver. So I was like, she's going to throw up in that McDonald's bag and paper. So that's not going to work out. And that's exactly what happened. And somehow it got all over my rabbit fur coat. (laughs) And then we, Glaucio was in the back. I pulled over to open the door for you to, like, get out of the car. And (laughs) Glaucio was to throw her sandwich, whatever the hell, Big Mac, I don't know, filet of fish whatever it was. It had some kind of something on the bun brazilian and stuck, you
1: know brazilian stuck in a window the
0: and it just went streaming down the window and it was like Ugh. the icing on the cake of the worst night of my of my work. you didn't talk to me <laughs> for
2: like a week
0: cleaning out my car that next day was disgusting
2: <laughs> i was like why is she ignoring me i'm like oh wait it could be the vomiting that i did in my car
0: <laughs> That
2: explains it. it. Could have
0: been that. Oh my God. All right. Well, if we haven't made everybody sick now by listening. Um I know. <laughs> So Melissa, so after after we, you know, after the high school experience that we had, you know, once again going back to the fact that I realize so much now how really thankful I am that we got to grow up where we grew up and be as diverse as we are and be like as accepting as we are and really know as much as we know and embrace as many cultures as we've been able to embrace growing up. You with the bravest soul of all because you really ventured out after high school you went to california and then that was the beginning of your travels like tell everybody where else you've been and and what you did there and stuff
1: so um back when i like didn't have like roots i lived in california for six years and then when I – I went there for school, you know, thinking mm-hmm. that I would just, like, go for school and make the most of what school was going to give for me. So, like, I instead of going to college, I decided to, like, be part of a trade and be a hairstylist. But, like, if I was going to do it, I was going to, like, go hard. So I went to, like, a good hair school. Didn't you go to Vidal Sassoon? Yeah, I went to soon, oh, Vidal Sassoon where we don't look good. We don't look good. Mm-hmm. And, and it was great. Um, and then – and then from there, like, I was still young and I was still, like, in that place of, like, uh it was too almost early for me to start a career in my yeah. mind because mm-hmm. I was so far away from home because school was in California. So yeah. I was there for a long time. And back then the economy was, like, so great, you know? Like, it was, like, still that mentality where if, like, you still work hard, you can still, you know, buy a house in a couple of years mm-hmm. and you could just, like you know, do this in a couple of years and you can do that. And I was like, full on in my career. And I just was like, no, like, I want to be a kid a little bit more. I want to, like, I can come back to being an adult when I'm ready. So in the process of that, like, I really just was like, no one's going to do this with me. Okay, fine. And I had a friend who I met in California who I'm like super grateful for. She would also be another warrior woman. Um, Her name is Allison. And she was like, let's go to Thailand So I was there for a couple weeks and then I loved it so much. It was the farthest place I had ever been in my life. You know, Mm -hmm. like being Puerto Rican, we'd always go to Puerto Rico, you know, like the Caribbean from New Jersey is not that far. Like here to Asia, super far, like thirty eight hours kind of far. And like, it was amazing. So like that kind of sparked the bug for me. Mm -hmm. And then. I made a plan, you know, early in my 20s to just like commit to just like seeing the world and being just more like open to whatever it was. And I really do think that like growing up in a place where I was exposed to a lot of people and cultures Mm -hmm. and things that were so common for me, they weren't fears breaking away from like my everyday, you know, because, you know, I just... I, I embraced it and I, it was just a natural thing for me. So like I went to I went to Thailand again and then that sparked like a two-year stint there. And then in the meantime, I decided to quit my job in LA and go see my dad and go to Central America for a little bit. and then I went and then I came back, quit my job, done completely. Mm-hmm. went to Australia. And then I went back to Thailand, and then I was in Thailand for another three years, and then oh from Thailand I came back home. And then I, you know, I came well, back and home. Well, you came back home because you met your current husband, right? So I came home um, on just like family business, I like to call it, right? Yeah. So like <laughs> another good friend of ours who we grew up with, Danielle. She was getting married, and my sister was getting married, and in my travels you know, she was, they were both like, we're getting married at the same time. We would love for you to be here. And I hadn't really been home back to the States. Yeah. And that was right when the economy was kind of like on a down, you know, Mm -hmm. it hit that down. So I came home and then, you know, I I did weddings and family stuff. And in the process of all that, I got to meet my husband. So it's funny that I traveled the world and, or parts of the world. There's still a lot more to see. And like, I met my husband closest, closest to my home. Isn't that crazy? Literally like two miles away, you know, like crazy. So cool. Yeah. I know. Really cool.
0: Everything comes full circle.
1: Full circle, man. So it's kind of great, like being still in this environment and, You know, knowing that I'm like seeing all this growing, like having a family and and having a child that is still exposed to all this because, you know, I know you, I know Madeline and I know like our friends that grew up around all these different cultures. Like it's so amazing to be able to have a little one and be like, look, this is, you know, this is part of us. Like this is like a not to worry kind of thing because there's so much more to see too, you know?" know?
0: I know. And think of how cool, too, because Mm -hmm. um,
1: what nationality is Chris? His family. No, his family's from Barbados. Oh, that's right. Barbados. And and there it's more like of a British island, you Uh know, it's Uh like more British, like British English, like proper. Mm -hmm. So it's a totally different culture. You know, it's West Indian, like the food is amazing and. The hot spices are amazing. Yeah, like, you know, you get a lot of hot, spicy food, Um, and it's just amazing. Like, that's another part of her that she gets to bring to the table, too, you know? I mean,
0: how cool is that? Like, you have this little girl, little Abigail, this little Barbados, little Puerto Rican mama. Yes, yeah. I mean, it's great. Like, she's a piece of all of that, and it's so funny, right? Because think about, like, even years and years and years and years ago when – you know, Italians were coming here and Germans and Irish people. And, you know, even then there was segregation among those cultures. And then when those cultures started mixing, and now it's like not out of the ordinary, obviously, to see that and it's becoming that way with so many other cultures. And I love it. I mean, I yeah. think it's amazing. And it's so important for me having these two boys, I'm so aware, and so cognizant of it. Because, Like I said, I live in an area in Florida now that is predominantly white and it's so important to me to make sure that I get my kids out and I get my kids like cultured and that they realize that there's so many other kinds of people and nationalities and everything. Mm. I, I don't, you know, it's just, it's something that really matters to me because of where I came from and the people that I got to grow up with and what I really learned from that.
1: And it's, it's like all about education we were all educated to just look we didn't come from a place that was like like you were saying in the beginning it wasn't a school that was known for its educational like environment right so we right. weren't ranking one on whatever test you're supposed to rank on mm-hmm. you know we we were a culturally diverse school that whenever would get busted in for any kind of like you know games or anything people would like be like, oh my God, those hood rats are here. But at I the know. same time, you know, we were growing up with kids of all different cultures, and like, you know, we were never scared of mm-hmm. whatever. We were like, we're not scary. We're, I know. we're just not scared, you know? I know.
2: And, and it's so interesting, because I remember the first time I went, I traveled outside of America. I went, to like, I went to London, and I stayed at a hostel, and there were these group of kids. They were part of a band, and they were all from different places in Europe. And it was the most amazing thing because I was remember being in my hostel and they were in the hallways being loud and obnoxious as every teenage kid would be. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that caught my attention was that they were all having this conversation with each other in different languages. Yeah. And the first thing I thought about was be and my friends and, but differently. It was like, we all spoke English, but we all knew and accepted each other's dif- you know, each yeah. each, each, cover, each other's cultures and differences and things that we do that's different and, and unusual, but was something that we respected and we thought was amazing. And yeah. but
1: not so unusual. But either. not in
2: a language, we yeah. all spoke English, except I saw it in a different aspect. And, you know, everybody else expects diversity and in America, Orange Dover, where we grew up, it was something that we grew up thinking was normal, and then later in life realized, oh wait, not everybody thinks the way that we do. Right. No. Not everybody was raised
0: the way that yeah. we were. Right. I and know. That's when
2: I appreciated where I came from, yeah. To a point mm-hmm. where I teach and continue to teach where we came from.
0: Still, that's right. <laughs> still molding the Very mind. Very
2: different from when we grew up there, right. but you know, it's something that it's is part just, of me.
0: Yes. And think of like how well-rounded. I mean, I really, my, my youngest brother and I talk about this all the time and I really attribute it to where we grew up because we can be almost anywhere around almost any kind of person and always feel like we can be a part of any conversation. Yes, you know, there's never that awkward, like, oh, I shouldn't be here or I have no- I can't relate to these people in any way. I think because we related to so many people so many different ways that it makes us more adaptable wherever we go. Exactly. Right. You know, I mean, and I mean, that's kind of crazy <laughs> and amazing. And I mean, I, I love it. And again, like I said, it's, it's so important to me to make sure that I give that message even to my own kids. And I'm actually hoping to see the area where I live start. It's, I mean, it's like starting to explode here. And I'm really hoping that more, I just found out a girl, who we actually met through Glaucia, her name is Eva Meese. She lives right in Orlando and I'm so excited that she's here. Um, But I'm like wanting more diversity in the area where me and Ryan live now, because like I said, I really want my kids to experience that. So I want to make sure that I get them to different places. Like Ryan knows that when the kids are a little older, when they can really start remembering stuff, it's really important to me that we travel and go to different places so that they can see different cultures and see how different people live and everything. Um, yeah, I, I want them to have that. I want them to. I want them to be well-rounded, and I really think that that's what makes us who we are. So many people from our town. It's so funny because, like you said, you know, we weren't known for our our high education or whatever, but so many people from our town became amazing and yeah, entrepreneurs, small business owners, teachers. I mean. It's like you would have thought we would have all been down and out, but so many of us are making it and it's amazing.
1: Yeah, it's funny. It's like, you know, I guess, I don't know. I think part of it is like we were so scared because our parents were so like so involved or not involved, but they were just always there. It's somewhere, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like and it's funny because we were just like, you know, this is what I mean. If like, if it was me or you or Madeline or any of us, like we were so, we knew that we had to kind of like be the best that we can be in the best way that we could. You know, Mm -hmm. the pressure was on for us to just get good grades and at least within ourselves, because we knew that like, you know, we wanted to kind of like, you know, be proud of ourselves, you know, like proud kids. But at the same time, it was also like, Listen, if I'm at your house and you're sleeping over at my house or who is there ever sleeping over somewhere between the three of us, one of our parents was bound to find out if we were up to no good. Oh, yeah. They were not quick. Like they were so quick to like turn the page and also be involved, you know, like. You know, what why were you, what were you, and how were you? So it's kind of like in that same sense, we were also kind of like there was a community there, you know, Mm -hmm. like even though it wasn't there, we We knew we knew that like someone was gonna catch us if we did something bad. So we were like, you know, I mean the wrath of our parents was ten times worse than what we would get by anything else, you know, like we all knew. You know, so well, the
0: town was so small that you couldn't go right. anywhere without somebody seeing you and right or knowing, like, yeah, you stole a
1: pair of sunglasses at the CVS or whatever it was. <laughs> you know, like... I always wish I was invited to your parties, but
2: I never was part of that clique. I was never invited to your parties, oh
0: and my... I heard
1: you were a lot of fun. I
0: Melissa's apparently I was parties, a lot of fun back then. Melissa's but... basement parties, parties, what? Melissa's basement parties,
1: <laughs> yeah, I was never invited to it. I'm kind of insulted. You know what? My parents were so strict that they were like. You could have nine people come to your party. And you had 90. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no. Like for real, right, Lauren? Like, yes. Oh, like yes. 10 people, my mom would be like, why is there 10 people here? Like for real. <laughs> I think yeah, she'd nine. be like, because she said nine. <laughs> are you kidding me?
2: My like, mother I would say,
1: you are about
2: people. to invite <laughs> nine and a half people. No. <laughs>
1: she, I told you nine. And there oh my are God. 10 people. I told you. And it would be an issue you know so it was like I remember one time I had to like tell Diana she couldn't come to my party and oh I, I just felt God. like the worst person okay. on earth I was like so I'm so sorry but I have to boot you out like there's eight people and my mom only told me like, <laughs> seven
2: <laughs> and she kind <counted> like <laughs> 10 people are you kidding remember oh not to blow up anybody's spot but she literally like Came like she was just like a, a tornado that was involved in all of our lives and <laughs> oh, just capsizing
1: yeah. ships. Yeah. Oh
2: my God. I know. Back in
1: the day when we had like crazy, like crazy, and I was her
2: first victim. I know. And some, I some, somehow or another warned all
1: you bitches and you I
2: failed <laughs>
1: to really take my warning seriously. Like she was a bully that bullied us all, honestly, and like we all felt the wrath of Leanna. But oh my I will God. say. The only thing that I can look back on is saying, I'm so sorry that I had to disinvite her to my party. And <laughs> it really wasn't my any of my choices. I would have had oh everybody God. and anybody. You but can't
0: come to my party. Blanquita exactly. was
1: having it, man. Like, I, I know.
0: Blanca. Blanche. Hello. I, know. I like that you call her Blanche. I know. <laughs> I know. That is pretty funny. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's crazy, too, because I remember when we were younger – like having that feeling like we got to get up out of here guys we're gonna get up yeah. here we're bigger and better bigger and better like you know and the crazy thing is I mean there's a, a big part of me that misses it you know
1: it's well like it's as funny bad because as I
0: wanted to get out and you know it's it's like it's crazy you know because it's always gonna be home yeah it is home it is home it is it is
1: home it is you home know? and it's and it's funny because like even though you're in Florida and we I'm here in New Jersey and, and Madeline's here in New Jersey. Like we don't live in our hometown. We have, you know, we live in other places now. We just still have that, like, you know, we have that connection to our hometown. It's Mm -hmm. it's funny because like, even still like, it is, it's so that you drive down that street, you know that right, you turn, drive down you know that World. left turn. you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, yes. yeah, it's-
2: I, I have to say that, you know, in all the, so I've lived in Dover, I wanted to be far away from Dover, and ironically enough, I got my first job in Dover, and I still mm-hmm. am in Dover teaching, although my solution was, okay, if I live far away, it sort of balances it all out. Right. Yeah, but you know, in the years of teaching, you know, I've a couple of years ago, um, there was this you know huge issue where one of our like basketball teams went out to like Jefferson Town and to play basketball, and it was during the time that Trump was running for office. Oh Lord, no, and that's I'm not getting political, but you know just I just showing you example of what it is like growing up in Dover. You know, they so what happened was they had a theme night. They were wearing, red, you know, red, white and blue. And when the kids started playing each other, you know, Dover versus Jefferson, the kids on their side started chanting build a wall, build a wall, you know. And then it came to a point where the only like African American kid that was playing for our team cuz most of them were minorities, um Hispanics or and in Dover, it would have been yeah. African-American, Caucasian. Yeah. The only African American student was w- was shooting a foul shot. All the kids were chanting "Ashy knees," and oh. the one thing now. So I w- I went from second grade to fifth grade, and one of the kids had read the article that was posted. Said to me, "What does Ashy mean? Has Ashy knees mean?" Oh my and god! It was the first time where I realized these kids don't see race; they see. Yeah, people they Yeah. see each other and they had no idea so it was so weird because I sort of you know going into 5th grade and they're a little more mature I kind of had to explain what it meant and they still had a hard time grasping and following that Damn. which made me feel so amazing because it just made me realize wow you know what Dover is that's what's it's one of the most amazing yeah. thing about yeah. them yeah. is that they don't see that they we are home we are a hub of just everything i know and and that was amazing because in following that story you know all these groups got got involved into the board of education meeting with I who goes to the Dover this. board yeah. of education meeting but Telemundo was there yeah, um, Black, Black Lives, Lives matter was
0: there yeah. Yeah. oh my, so my god we were there yeah Listen, that news made it all the way to here, to Florida, all the way to Florida. Yeah, crazy. It it went coastal and whatever. But it was – My cousin was playing on that basketball team because I want to say my aunt sent me that article before it was. But it was one of the first times where I was really proud to not only be
2: from Dover but to be able to be a teacher in that town and hopefully,
0: you know – continue yes. that mentality where hell yeah really hell believe- yeah and you know what's crazy it's still crazy to me to even think that in this day and age Dover is going to Jefferson and things like that are are even going down or
2: even just so happy that- it's yeah.
1: just
0: crazy it's like still- it's it's
2: crazy my
1: mind. Well, even even perfect example of that too is like I you know now I have a business that is like a like within a neighboring town
0: of Mm -hmm. Dover,
1: right? So now like I'm on a business level looking at, you know, parents and teachers that come into my business and they have to say about Dover where I grew up. So it's really interesting because even just like two days ago, you know, I have one of my clients come in and tell me that like he owns a building in Rockaway, which is Mm -hmm. a neighboring town of Dover, right? Mm -hmm. And apparently the school system is better in that town. And it was funny because it wasn't so much, you know, whether or not that the neighboring town had a better school system or not. It was really just the association of the fact that like, oh, this is better and that's worse. Right. I would never want my kid to go to that school because that's worse. And it was just interesting to me because, you know, It was then the following conversation was more like, oh, well, where did you go to school? And I was like, I went to Dover, you know, like that school that you're talking about that is worse. I went Mm -hmm. there. Mm I traveled the world. I've seen the world. I have these two amazing friends that grew up the same way that I did that are doing amazing things. We we are all doing amazing things. And retrospect to that to now, it's like, well, like, you know, it's not as bad as you might think. I know. I didn't state that. I kept it professional and I kept it moving on, but it was just a really interesting perspective to me. Yes. Because I was like, this is now that You know, to hear
0: those words and still get that feeling, that feeling Mm -hmm. like, you know, you got that feeling when we went to other places and you know, you felt lower level. Like, you know, you felt like everybody was like, Oh, you're from Dover. Yeah. And it was like a bad thing.
1: Yeah, and it was a negative, you know, association. Absolutely. Definite
0: negative connotation. But you know what? I mean, like I said, so, it, as an adult, I'm so, I'm so proud of it.
2: I want to share that I remember my first year of college, I met this girl who turned out to be my best friend in, in college and my roommate. And she was from Long Valley. And I remember we had a group project. And we were working together. So I said, hey, I'll come by your room because she was in the same building as me and, you know, a, blo- a, floor abo- a floor above. And I went over and I said to her, oh, you know, she's like, where are you from? And I said, oh, I'm from Dover. She's like, Dover? And she had this like puzzled <laughs> look on her face. And I was like, how'd you make it what, to college? What are you? <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. And her, her exact words were, oh, I never would have thought. I said, well, why not? She's yeah, like, like well, what does that mean? You talk, she said, because you talk like you're white. Oh my God, that's those were <laughs> the exact words she said to me, and I was—it was the first oh time god. I realized, god. oh wait a minute, I'm not white. I'm just a brunette with dark skin from Puerto Rico. Oh my god. But I speak like I'm white because I'm really American. It was like sort of like this like wish wash of like unexplainable yeah, like, confusion insulted, in my mind.
0: Should I not be insulted? Is that a compliment? A back-end? Yeah I
2: was like <laughs> I'm not sure where you're going but with that conversation but I don't know to be insulted to be proud to be you know yeah what? I was sort of confused mm-hmm. and it was sort of you know, we ended up being friends because she's, you know, her expression was like, every time I drive through Dover, Bassett Highway, Mer-Bassett oh, Highway, God. she was like, I would lock my doors. Oh and my- I thought that was the most <laughs> absurd thing I've ever heard in my life.
0: Right? I know.
2: Because we used to walk those streets. <laughs> <laughs> like nothing. We're like, yeah, we were sort of used to like old yep. men sitting on the street, like whistling yep. at us and saying, hey, baby, you look hot. Oh we thought that God. was normal.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> At least I
2: did coming from, you know, but my point was where it It was was the first time that I realized not everybody was on the same page. Like it was different. And then my Mm -hmm. experience even heightened when I moved to Hoboken. Yes. Right. It was like this great town for single people. You could drink, you could have fun. You were close close to the city. Yeah. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. And I remember it was the first time where I was invited to a party and the woman's mother was sort of in my mind. I was like, you're taking all the Mexican jokes and you're you're changing them. In her (laughs) mind, it was like, I am just taking every joke I can know impossible and insulting everybody from Puerto Rico because she knew I was Puerto Rican and she totally did that on purpose. Oh, my God. And crazy. it was the first time I've ever encountered anything like that. Yeah. You know? Kind of mm-hmm. racial, like, and it was the first you know? time where I'm like, oh, not every place in New Jersey was like Dover.
0: Yes. You I know? know. It's very so different. I not know.
2: That's super, you know. Even in our
0: little state, in our little Jersey state, it's know, like. in our
2: little know, Jersey state,
0: we were. We were the cream of the crop. No, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> I know. We totally
2: well, were. I am so it. proud. Yeah, right. I went yeah. to William Patterson, and it was a, another place where I felt like home. It was,
0: you Melted know, hot. it was like mm-hmm.
2: a little mini, mm-hmm. you know. Patterson. Patterson, you know, funny. a yeah. little mini Central
1: South America, mm-hmm. you know, with a lot of America in it. Yeah. <laughs> it was and great. You know, I know. Like You know, it was funny because I. it was funny when I went to hair school. I was the minority for once. Everybody was white, you know? And like white, you know what I mean by white. Yeah, like, I know what you mean. You know, everybody was white. It was like California, blonde hair. Everybody had blonde hair. And you were like, you know, whatever you were, but you were blonde hair and white. So it was kind of funny. People were like, well, where are you from? I'm like, Puerto Rico. Like, <laughs> well, But I'm from New Jersey. And it was like a, a thing. Like I had to explain myself for the first time at twenty years old, I'm like explaining to myself, like, what do you mean? You know, like I why know. are you asking me these questions? Like, what do you mean? You yeah, know California,
0: like, in and of itself, it's like we have the East Coast thing going on, so there's a lot of the like Caribbean happening. But right. in, in California, you know, you have the areas where it's predominantly Mexican, you know?
1: Right, or or this or that. But it's so interesting because the the west coast of California, it's like a big a big mileage, I would say. Mm-hmm. It's a big span of mileage where it goes for like a like half of the West Coast. More than half, right? Yeah. So like it's the entire <clears throat> West Coast, let's call it. So you would think coming from here, like that there would be so many culturally diverse things about that place. But that was the one thing that I feel like it was lacking. Like it was just so like not. You know, yeah. so that's what was so strange to me. You know, I like think
0: there's the back- a lot of segregation even there. You know what I mean? Oh, probably. I'm sure. Like, I mean, I know, this- think areas like Dover are are really few and far between. I really mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. think that I think for the for the most part, there are still large portions of this country that are just like still and not I don't even want to say that they're segregated on purpose, but just Mm-mm. still heavily populated just by one particular race or another or whatever you know but anyway so um well i i want to say cheers one more time to you guys cheers
2: cheers you have the clink 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 mhm i mean i
0: know we could go on and on we've known each other for so long but my my big message tonight and i think we brought it out in a serious way in a funny way and whatever but i think it's just um you know, remember where you came from. Always, always remember who you are. never forget. And even if you didn't come from someplace like where we came from, um, it's still important to, you know, humble yourself. and uh, there's a little something in all of us. and it always kind of goes back, you know, to your roots, to your home or whatever. And uh, you know for me, and for you guys, I think it's all safe to say we can definitely talk shit. But at the end of the day, I think we can find the appreciation for where we grew up and how we grew up and I love you girls. Thank you so much for love coming to you. In. Thank <laughs> yes. you yes, love you. We yes. miss you. I, I, know, I know. I miss you guys so much. Um, we're definitely going to have to do this again. <laughs> Cocktails and conversations, the boyfriend edition. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Bring, the malibu edition
0: bring everybody's skeletons <laughs> out the of, hawaii or edition. the madeline yeah. sad story edition yeah. yeah oh god listen you're you're gonna be my one of my warrior women don't think the yeah, door exactly. isn't about to get a ding dong because oh, you guys god. are that yeah. sounded so dirty i meant doorbell not doorbell. i was right. kind of but, wondering
1: where you were taking that no, i i got doorbell i got doorbell.
0: okay cocktails cocktails <laughs> love you girl <laughs> all right girls i'll talk to you later thanks for coming on
1: it's
0: Later. Bye. Bye. Bye.